worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God to begin with in the book of Luke. Luke chapter 10, beginning at verse 27 in the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 10, beginning at verse 27. And as you listen, we're inviting you to please take time to go back over the same passage and read and meditate on it. I think it'll bless and encourage you. Luke chapter 10, starting, excuse me, actually starting at verse 25. Luke 10, 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered rightly. Do this, and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, He who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. Father, thank you, Lord, for the fact that you are El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. You are Jehovah Jireh, our provider, Jehovah Rapha, our healer. You are King of kings and Lord of lords. Thank you, Lord, for the wonderful gift of eternal life, salvation. We have the privilege of having been drawn off the road to hell, on the road to eternal life through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for the privilege of being a part, now being a part of your family and your army. Lord, stir us more and more to be the people of compassion you've called us to be as your church, a church in a world full of people that are hurting, that have been beat up and left on the side of the road for dead. Help us to be your hands and feet that are accurately showing the world what your love and mercy and loving kindness and compassion looks like every single day. We thank you for that privilege, that honor, that blessing. Help us to be faithful, to carry out the responsibility you've called us to carry out by the power of your Spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, we come to you today to praise your holy name, to lift high your name, to exalt you, to put the spotlight not on ourselves and our successes or our uh, uh, failures in life, the struggles in life. Father, we put the spotlight on you. We magnify you today. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. 
As always, we appreciate your prayers. Please pray daily for the ministry of the American Family Association and American Family Radio. We very much desire and need your prayers. Pray for God's Spirit to anoint all that we do and that He would guide us so that we would be be on task continually, simply following His Holy Spirit in all that we say and do. We are very blessed and honored to have as our phone guests today Shailene Burledge and Jennifer Geralds of the National Pro-Life Ministry, Love Life. Uh, Shailene, Jennifer, how are you all today? We're doing well. Doing well, yes, doing good. Very excited to be on here with you guys. All yes. right. Well, we're honored to have you all on. And as we begin, I want to ask if each of you would first uh, introduce yourselves and then tell our listeners about what Love Life is, what the ministry is, what its mission is, and what it's called to do. My name is Shailene Burledge, and I've been a missionary with Love Life for two years. And I'm Jennifer Gerald, and we're we're a, a team duo. We both started at the same time in 2020 going to a boot camp uh, in Charlotte. Um, we're both in the Birmingham area, so um, we are missionaries here in Alabama. But just to give you all an overview of what Love Life is, it is a life-affirming ministry that began in Charlotte. And it's interesting that you opened with the story of the, the Good Samaritan, because that's essentially the situation that happened with the founder, Justin Reeder. He was invited by some um, friends of his to have a business meeting, but they strategically held it in front of an abortion clinic. It was an abortion clinic that he passed by every day as he was heading to work. He, he was a business owner. And this time, though, as he saw what was happening in his own city, and he watched these girls and these families driving in to end the life of their child, and there was no Christian presence at all to offer the hope and help of Jesus. His heart was just broken. Uh, he ended up spending a lot of time fasting and praying over what should we do? Where is the church helping these families who are clearly in the ditch, who are needing help? And over a period of really years, God downloaded the vision of love life. And the mission statement is simple. It's to unite and mobilize the church to create a culture of love and life that will result in an end to abortion and the orphan crisis. And it's a vision that came out of the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah 1 through 3, and just in a nutshell, what we do is we are coming alongside women and men who are facing unplanned pregnancies and getting them connected with gospel-centered, grace-based churches who are trained and ready to receive them. And so we do that by this unique model that, that comes from Nehemiah, um, and it's called Hear, Pray, Go, Connect. And it basically, it is a 40-week prayer campaign that we run from February through November. And we just simply ask pastors, would you adopt one week out of the 40? It's, it's not a hard ask. And the pastor, during that week, it begins on a Sunday. Their adoption week begins on a Sunday. And that Sunday, the pastor just gives the charge for life to his people. He speaks on the sanctity of life, what God has to say about it, as well as the truth of abortion, what's happening in our cities, states, and, and in our country. And he also addresses the 25% of the population in his congregation who have actually already had an abortion. We, we know that one in four women and men have had an abortion. And so he addresses them, allowing them to know 
It's not the unforgivable sin. There's forgiveness through Jesus Christ. So it sets the tone for the congregation. That's the hear piece. They're hearing the truth. Then the pray piece. They On Wednesday, we invite the whole church to fast and pray. And this just happens at home. But then they go. They go to the abortion clinic, which here in Birmingham, we have a Planned Parenthood in Birmingham. So we go there not to protest, not to carry signs. We don't do any of that. It is simply a time of worship and prayer together as a body of believers. Um, Many times, different churches coming together, uh, just uniting over this issue. And at the end, we offer them avenues to get involved with life. Um, We provide training for the church members so that they can be equipped to be mentors and disciplers. Or if they want to be foster care parents, we take them down that track. If they are post-abortive and would love to learn how to lead a post-abortion Bible study, we offer training for that as well. And also uh, for for prayer champions and, and even for financial support, we just provide ways, many different ways for people to get involved according to their gifts and abilities. And then the whole reason behind that is to get the churches set up as a house of refuge church, which is a the topic that Shailene's going to share with y'all. Um, but just to give you a picture for what this looks like, um, like how, how all of it fits together, Shailene and I had trained to become sidewalk outreach counselors um, when we were up in Charlotte. And so we were standing in front of Planned Parenthood one day, and uh, a, a couple pulls in to the parking lot, and we carry uh, these little goodie bags that we hand out to moms and dads and, and some literature, and usually that'll get them to at least stop to see what we're there for. And so they lowered their window, and, and Shailene just peeked her head inside and looked at the girl in the far seat, and she said, sweetheart, how far along are you? It's just a simple question, but she immediately burst into tears, and we could see the distress on her face, and, and the man looked like he was a deer cotton headlights, and so Shailene goes around to the other side of the car to begin ministering to her. I just began talking with the man and praying with him, and it turns out that he was the father of the baby, and they were there that day for an abortion. Um but we asked them, would they be willing to just wait until the Life on Wheels bus comes, which every day they would come at a certain time. They just weren't there yet. So they agreed to wait. And then they, when the bus came, they got on. They saw their baby daughter on the ultrasound, and it changed their minds. Suddenly they realized, oh, my goodness, this is not a clump of cells. This is an actual baby. They could see their daughter. And so they wanted some help. And we had already had a church, the Guiding Light Church had come through on a prayer walk with us, and they were trained and ready for to receive a woman. So we called the Guiding Light Church and got them connected with this couple, and we called a pregnancy center that we had also established a relationship with that was near where the, this family lived, and we got them connected with a pregnancy center. And... So there was immediately, they were surrounded by the love and community of the body of Christ in many different areas instead of needing to go to the abortion clinic. And and so these churches and, and ministries surrounded them throughout the pregnancy. Um, when it came time for the baby to be born, um, a different House of Refuge church actually hosted a baby shower, and we probably had seven or eight different partnering churches 
contribute to all the supplies that that family needed. And we had even had students from a different youth group drive all the way over. It was just this collaborative effort across denominational lines of people loving on this family. And it has made a dramatic impact on them. Mm -hmm. And that is what we want to see happen across the state of Alabama, across the state of Mississippi, um, and beyond throughout our country, where our churches are becoming the place of refuge and hope for these men and women in very tangible ways, not only during the pregnancy, but for a lifetime after, for for the discipleship uh, Mm -hmm. that can only happen through the church on a long-term basis. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a powerful testimony you just shared, and you mentioned uh, the Guiding Light Church and other individuals, believers, people that came together to help Um, kind of what you might call a kingdom network of people coming together to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to love people, both from changing, loving them so that they'll change their mind and choose life, but also pointing them to Jesus Christ. What a powerful testimony. Thank you for sharing that. We're coming up on a break, and on the other side of the break as we begin the next segment, I'm going to ask if each of you both... Uh, Jennifer and Shailene, if you all would pray for our listeners, that they would have ears to hear whatever the Lord wants to say to them, because there are many listeners who probably would, God would call them to be intercessors, and some to be uh, maybe sidewalk counselors, others to be representatives that will go back to the church and say, I want my church to become a house of refuge as well. It may be any of a number of things, but God is going to speak to every single listener through the broadcast today and help them to better know what they can do to help both save babies, save women, and save people's lives and point people to Jesus Christ through this whole process. So so again, we'll pick up and we'll pray on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our phone guests today are Shailene Burledge and Jennifer Geralds of the National Pro-Life Ministry, Love Life. And we're talking today about churches becoming a how a church becoming a house of refuge. We'll be right back.
music from The Walls Group entitled All Praise Goes to You. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guests today are Shailene Burledge and Jennifer Geralds of the ministry Love Life, a national pro-life ministry. And they're today talking about how they help a local church to become a house of refuge. It comes alongside and helps uh, women and families to keep their babies and to walk with the Lord. Uh, as we begin this segment, uh, Shailene and Jennifer, I'm going to ask if each of you would pray for our listeners that they would be wide open to hear any and everything the Holy Spirit wants to say to them about how he would have them get involved in this same kind of work and outreach. Lord, thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for going before us and opening up the ears and and uh, people's hearts to hear what you have for them, Father, to uh, just cause them to uh, stirring in their heart, Father, to to move to action, Father. And we know that uh, while we are celebrating uh, Roe versus Wade. Abortion has not been abolished, Father. While Mississippi and Alabama are abortion-free, Father, we need churches house, churches to become houses of refuge, to come alongside men and women. And so we just ask for the listeners, Father, that you have prepared their heart uh, to contact us, Father, and to just hear and, and stir in their hearts in your name, Lord. Father, I... I... I just think back to when you were first calling me to get into life ministry, how ignorant I was. I had been pro-life my whole life, but I had been very uninvolved, disengaged, because I felt like it was somebody else's thing to do and that I could go on with the things that concerned me. But, Father, you so patiently and faithfully taught me that this matters to you. And if it matters to you, it needs to matter to me and to all the rest of the body of Christ. And God, I thank you that these children and their parents are on your heart and your mind, and you care about them. You see them in the ditches, and you don't want them to stay there, and you want your people to stop passing by them, but to stop and help them with practical means and, and spiritual encouragement, and in every way to invest our lives in their lives so that they can become whole and well. God, and I, I thank you for this vision that you have given um, Justin Reeder with Love Life, that that houses of worship can become houses of refuge for those who are hurting, and they can do it by being bold and declaring it from the pulpit and being practical by creating teams inside the churches who are ready to help in the time of need. So, Father, I just pray that you would do this work, and for those people who are listening, God, that you would stir their hearts the way that you stirred mine, that you would wake up your church the way that you woke me up, the way that you're waking up people all over our nation, and your people who are desiring to do the things of the Lord. So we just pray, Father, that there would be a mighty move of your spirit, a great spiritual awakening and in your church and in your people, um, beginning with those who are listening to this broadcast. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Shailene and Jennifer. Now, if someone wants to get in touch with you or with the ministry or wants to learn more about what you're sharing about, how can you share a website or how can they get in touch? Yes, sir. They can email us directly to Alabama at 
lovelife.org. They can also go to lovelife.org, the website, to learn more about um, our ministry. But it's uh, Alabama at lovelife.org to reach us directly. Okay, then. So you're both a local ministry in the community, excuse me, where you are, but also Love Life is a national ministry as well, correct? Yes, sir. So we are actually the uh, missionaries for the Gulf states of Mississippi, Alabama, and Louisiana. We have targeted our focus, of course, uh, in Birmingham, where we are, and in Tuscaloosa up to this point. But now we are grow the ministry in Mississippi and and just have uh, house the refuge churches. And our our dream is to have uh, one to three house of refuge churches in all 67 counties in Alabama, all of the counties in Mississippi, and eventually all of the counties in Louisiana, because we know that uh, abortion is still happening. So in our states, Mississippi and Alabama, um, men and women are crossing state lines to have an abortion. We have seen that in North Carolina, where abortion is still available, the numbers have tripled from 30 abortions a day, uh, six days a week, to 90 abortions a day. Mm. And so the need for the House of Refuge Church to be available for men and women facing unplanned pregnancy, we want abortion to become unthinkable. Mm-hmm. And we need the church to rise up so that men and women are running to the church. Right now, less than 1% of families that are facing unplanned pregnancy go to the church. Mm. Why is that? Why is that? They're not being received with love of, you know, the love of Jesus Christ. They're being condemned and judged. And so we want to change that. So becoming a house of refuge is really a simple ask. What we're asking pastors to do is to state from the pulpit that their church is a safe place, that if you're facing unplanned pregnancy, you are welcome here. Now would be a great time, Pastor Joseph, for you to read the House of Statement, um, House of Refuge Statement. Okay, then. Uh, And, of course, I downloaded off your website a very powerful statement. I'll just go ahead and read it now. Uh, House of Refuge. House of Refuge Statement. This church is a house of refuge. This applies to everyone in the church or people you know that need a place of refuge. If you find yourself in an unplanned pregnancy, please know that being pregnant is not a sin and the child you carry is not a punishment. It is a blessing. God is knitting this child in your womb. You may have made a sinful decision that led to this pregnancy, or you may have even been sinned against. But we want you to know you are loved. And we we will do whatever it takes to help you carry and care for this precious child before and after birth. We can never support or encourage a woman to have an abortion because the child you carry is made in the image of God and is intrinsically valuable and loved by God. You need to know how we will respond. Here's what we won't do. This church family will not gossip about you, shame you, or abandon you. This is a house of refuge. 
that we will not allow for the family of God to harm one another with words of action, words or actions contrary to the love of God as revealed in his word. Here's what we will do. We will do everything in our power to remove whatever obstacles stand in the way of you having this child. There are people in this church ready to mentor you, throw your baby a shower, and connect you with resource, resources inside and outside of your church, local preg- your church, church or your local pregnancy center. We will also hold men accountable for living out their calling to provide and protect women and children. Finally, if you, you, excuse me, finally, if you have ever had an abortion in your past, we want you to know that abortion is not an unforgivable sin. Whoever confesses and forsakes their sin finds mercy. If you have never gone through a post-abortion Bible study, we will be happy to connect you to one so that you can walk in complete healing and freedom. Amen. Amen. That's a powerful statement. It really is. I, I believe that pastors and churches have wanted to do something. They say that they are pro-life, but they just haven't known what to do. What else can they do? And so this statement just really clarifies um where their church stands. And so that's one of the asks that you would read that statement twice. And so twice a year, at least we have our vice president, Josh Kappas is a pastor. And when he read this statement at his church in North Carolina, um, there was a young lady who found out her and her boyfriend found out that they were pregnant the night before she was still in high school. And they hadn't told anybody. They didn't know what to do. But when they went to church the next day and heard Josh read that statement, she knew that she could trust um, this this church and and trust telling her secret. And she did, uh, went up to Josh. They rallied around her. They uh, got her family and, and 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 the the father as well. They rallied around them together and um, talked to their family. And it, it, just such a beautiful sight. Also at Guiding Light Church, I'll tell you because uh, Pastor Joseph, you have a connection at Guiding Light Church here. That's um, right. And mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> your son is on staff, right? So when Minister mm-hmm. Liria read that statement, she. Um, was all in at, at, you know, from the beginning. And when she read that statement, a woman came up to her and said, well, I'm pregnant and I don't want this child. And Lyria, Minister Lyria said, well, I don't know what to do right now, but we are going to help you. What I do know is do not go to the abortion clinic. And so they came along her, and now 13 other women have been connected with Guiding Light Church, that they've been able to come in and into the church. They've been invited to the church, and people who have been trained as mentors have come alongside them and befriended them. And these families are being, you know, discipled in the church. And so that's the next piece. The next piece that that we ask as a house of refuge is for the pastors to identify a point person, not someone on staff. And usually when they come out to the prayer walk, Mm -hmm. we 
help identify that person who is ready, who is eager to be the liaison between the church family and the love life family. And what this person knows who in the church is has been trained. Love Life does all of the training. So it is free. We do the training and mentor. It's online training and some live Zoom training. We do training in abortion recovery, training for foster care and adoption. And so this is we just are the avenue to help churches and pastors become the house of refuge. Mm. Okay, and share with our listeners one more time how they can get in touch with you and the ministry. So they can email us at alabama at lovelife.org. That would, you know, if they would just send us an email, we can send all kinds of uh, information that that would be beneficial to them. If they're just curious about the national ministry and what's happening across our country through Love Life, then you can start at lovelife.org. There's all kinds of exciting videos and um, just all kinds of things for you there. So lovelife.org for the national ministry. But if you want specific information about how you can become a House of Refuge church, just email us at alabama at lovelife.org. Mm-hmm. Okay, then. Well, you know, you've mentioned, of course, you've uh, mentioned Guiding Light Church a number of times on the broadcast. And, of course, obviously, I'm grateful that my son, Joseph Jr., is on staff. They're a great church. And and we appreciate Bishop Jim Lowe, the pastor's uh, courageous leadership in addressing the life issue, because that's so important for pastoral leaders. Are there other churches, like, if you had to say, like, in terms of maybe numbers or approximate, do you have several other churches that have chosen to become houses of refuge or still working on it, but not too many yet? We, at this point, we have 13 committed House of Refuge churches in the Birmingham and Tuscaloosa area with two more in the wings. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. So we have, like, our very first year that we started, we only had two. (laughs) It was the Guiding Light Church and Christ Community Church in Helena. Mm -hmm. But um, we've just seen God's just, it's, He's moving and moving in churches. So we've had a lot more join us this year, and prayerfully um, we'll have a lot more. Mm. Well, praise God for the fact that you have at least 13 in that community. Now, we have many people listening now. If they're thinking to themselves, I really would like to help my church to become a house of refuge, what, what what would you encourage them to do? i tell you what, we're coming up on a broad, uh, on, on a break, so we'll let you answer that question on the other side. Our phone guests today are Shailene Burledge and Jennifer Geralds of the National Pro-Life Ministry Love Life, and we're talking about churches becoming houses of refuge. We'll be right back.
music of Mandisa with God Speaking. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guests today are Shailene, Shailene Burledge and Jennifer Geralds of the ministry Love Life, and we're talking today about how a church can become a house of refuge. And again, some exciting truths and insights there. Father, thank you, Lord, for all those that are part of our listening family. Thank you, Lord, for the exciting opportunity that you give us as your church to be your hands and feet to help in a very tangible and a very practical way to help precious young women who find themselves expecting a baby at a challenging or difficult time. Father, stir every single listener to be wide open to whatever you'd have them to do, whether it be an intercessor, one that contacts the minister says they want to bring this to their church, or whatever else you're calling to do. Help us to have ears to hear and be and the obedient people you would have us to be. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Shailene and Jennifer, again, I was asking the question before we went to the break. If someone who's listening is thinking to themselves, I'm really interested in my church becoming a house of refuge, what should I do? How would you respond to that? The easiest way to get in touch with us is to email us at alabama at lovelife.org. That will come directly to Jennifer and I, and we will respond immediately with more information and uh, talk with you and guide you through the process. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, it's lovelife.org on a big picture level. But there's lots of resources on there as well to guide you in the different areas that you can um, help. But one of the things that I would say, like, if they are going to go talk to their pastor and say, hey, I heard about this thing on the radio that sounds really great. It's a pro-life ministry. We ought to get involved. The pastor might be hesitant <laughs> on a number of different levels. But the main thing to communicate with him is that this is, because it was designed by a business leader, it's it's very streamlined. It's it's basically like a pro-life ministry in a box. It's a toolkit that is very easy to use by the church. It is not going to load that pastor down with another job, another responsibility. It's easy for the church to get engaged. It's basically like providing um, rails for for a train to run on, and um, Mm. it just makes it simple for the pastor to engage his church. And and what we have discovered in, in reaching out to pastors all across our city is that there generally is a heart for, they want to do something. They know that there's they should be doing something, but they just don't know what to do or how to do it. Mm-hmm. And Love Life just provides that toolkit for those pastors to do what they've been wanting to do and to engage the church. And it is using it through, it's causing the church to, to unite together and pray, mm-hmm. um, which is just some basic things that honestly, as a body, we've kind of fallen away from just some of the basics. Mm-hmm. But it is through the mechanism of fasting and prayer that God is changing the hearts of His people and awakening them um, to this issue and, and getting them involved. And it all it just begins with fasting and prayer, just like it talks about in Second Chronicles seven fourteen. Mm-hmm. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. Mm-hmm. So God's written the prescription for us. We just need to walk in obedience to do it. And then 
God does the the miracles. Um, so anyway, right. it's just it's an easy way for churches to get engaged. So and it, for the listener, we'll make it even simpler. You just email us at alabamaatlovelife.org and get us connected with your pastor, and we'll take it from there. We'll we'll set up the meeting and conversation with him so that he can learn what we're doing and and how he can lead his church through this process. Okay. All right. And the national uh, email or website as well? What what was that again? Lovelife.org. All right. Okay, then. Well, I want to ask if you all will share a little bit about, a little bit about we have a, a, a personal testimony of what the Lord did. You know, uh, my wife, Bertie, and I, we are on the board of the Pregnancy Care and Hope Center, which is a ministry that we're launching, a mobile medical ministry that will be serving in the Mississippi Delta. And you all helped us in a tremendous—we had the privilege of working with you to— well, I would say for the Lord to do a small but a big miracle all at the same time. Would you all share about that story? Yes. So, um, like we said, abortion has not been abolished. So uh, there was a young lady that uh, lives in Mississippi, and about four or five weeks ago, she drove 10 hours to Charlotte, North Carolina, with an abortion appointment. And she got there, she went inside, but when she went inside, she heard over the microphone one of our uh, beloved <laughs> sidewalk counselors, Vicki, say, what would God have you do? And she heard that through the walls of the abortion clinic, and she got up and left and went outside and went to the mobile unit and saw her baby on ultrasound and chose life. And when Vicki mentored her and talked to her um, about salvation and about God's love, this young lady realized that she wasn't truly walking in obedience to God. And, and, and she became very emotional. And Vicki shared the gospel with her. And this young lady, we'll call her T, she accepted Jesus Christ. Her sister had driven her there. Mm -hmm. And so... What started was the ball just started rolling. Uh, all of the missionaries, we have a, um, you know, a, a thread of conversation, and, and some Vicki asked that thread of all the missionaries, does anybody have a connection in Mississippi? And so when I saw that, I thought, well, I know a lady in Mississippi, uh, Regina Minga. <laughs> and so I contacted her, and then she said, uh, she mentioned your name, Pastor Joseph, and I said, oh, well, I know him. I've met him twice over the last two years personally, and so then I called you, and do you remember what you said to me? Uh, not exactly, but I was excited to hear the connection, though, so. Uh, you said, well, Sister Shailene, I have already been contacted because you interviewed our uh, Vice President Josh Kappas a couple years ago. Right. And so, yeah, so you said, well, I've already been contacted. I said, okay, well, great. I'm glad to hear that. Then have a good day, and then maybe we could talk soon. And actually, I shared with you the House of Refuge that this is what is happening. You are connecting. You could you were able to connect this woman with the church in her area, right in her little town, mm -hmm. um, close to you. And they were able to contact her and connect with her. And then, so do you want to tell your side of it? 
Well, again, it was our privilege to be in touch with her. And, of course, she she drove um, all the way back, headed back to Mississippi. And, of course, uh, she almost ran out of gas, and you all helped us out to help her there. And we praise God for that. And so we've since then had a chance. In fact, actually, two days ago, my wife and I had the privilege of uh, meeting with her, give her a small gift, some discipleship literature, and to pray with her just uh, just this past Sunday. And it was an honor to do. Precious young lady. And she mentioned her baby's due in March. And she's looking forward to having the baby. But it was an honor to connect with her. And so thank you all again for the work that you do and the opportunity to connect as you all are just faithfully being used to the Lord and doing what he's called you to do. So we praise God for the ministry of Love Life. So. Well, thank you. And and just our vision for having, you know, two to three Houses of Refuge churches in all the counties and in the states that we cover, we want, no matter where a family is from, for them to have a place of refuge to turn to that's close enough to them that they could get linked up. So, I mean, that's that's the goal. That That's what we believe that God is um, moving in our midst to do. And we would love for whoever is listening to join us in this movement of the Lord. Hmm. You know, our time is just about gone, but it, it, it seems to me, as you all share just how simple yet very impacting it is when a church chooses to become a house of refuge, it makes so, so much difference. So I want to challenge and encourage every single listener to prayerfully seek to do what you can to, to, to talk to your pastor about the possibility of your church becoming a house of refuge as well. One more time, uh, both Shailene and Jennifer share with us how they can get in touch with you to learn more about how to become a house of refuge. Just simply email us at alabama at lovelife.org and we'll get right back in touch with you. If you can't remember that, then go to lovelife.org and there's you know some drop down boxes where you can connect, you can choose. There's a map of a, of our states. You can click on the map. So whichever way is easiest for you, just contact us, and we will help you. Hmm. And again, to all of our listeners, please keep in mind that there's so much that the Holy Spirit can use you to do if you simply decide that you're a willing vessel, willing to get involved, to be used to the Lord, to help love women into the kingdom of God as the gospel is shared, to help them to choose life, to keep their babies, and to help families choose life as well. Hope that you Whoever you are, wherever you're listening from, please choose to get involved as well. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please keep in mind today is a wonderful day, a great day to be saved. If you'd like to make that step and ask Christ to come into your heart to be your Lord and Savior, would you simply pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, Thank you for loving me so, so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and I've done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong. I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've ever done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. 
Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person you want me to be. Lord, you told us in your word, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much want to be in touch with you. I would like to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. My email again is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Please do email us, and we, again, very much want to be in touch with you if you pray that prayer today. Also keep in mind, too, if you are uh, a listener that simply is wanting some of the resources, the discipleship and uh, prayer resources we provide, same email. We're glad to share them with you again, joseph at afr.net. We hope to hear from you. Once again, Shailene Burledge and Jennifer Geralds have been our guests. Shailene and Jennifer, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Honor. And one last time, would you share once again the website and contact information if someone wants to be in touch with you or learn more about Love Life? So you can go to lovelife.org to get general information about the ministry, but email us at alabama at lovelife.org. All right. And we invite every single listener, please pray much for Shailene Burledge, Jennifer Geralds, and the ministry, the national ministry of Love Life, is they're doing a great work. And God is using them mightily to save a lot of babies, to help many people come to know Christ, and for many lives to be impacted and saved, and families as well. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.